from the poorhouse to the palace, Bethel Baptist Church is pleased to bring you this uplifting program hosted by Dr. Doug Castle. Please stay with us and open your heart as Dr. Castle opens God's Word. Another day is upon us here from the poorhouse to the palace. We've been looking at chapter 2, the first nine verses, Haggai's watchful word of consideration. We saw the past memory of the old temple, the present message of the new, and now we're going to look in verses 6 through 9 today at the promised magnificence of the future temple. And this is the millennial temple that is to come. By the way, you and I that are alive today, if you are a part of the body of Christ, if you are a part of the bride of Christ, if you are saved, born again, you and I are going to worship in this temple and no matter where God puts us to rule and reign on this earth once a year for a thousand years we are going to go at the feast of the tabernacles the entire world will come and present themselves to the Lord Jesus Christ as he sits on his earthly throne in the eastern gate of this millennial temple overlooking the Kidron Valley and the Mount of Olives which in that day will be split in two <coughs> Pardon me, there'll be a river of water that proceeds from the throne of God that goes out, makes its way to the former sea, the hinder sea, the dead sea, and heal the waters of the dead sea, and travels all the way to the uh, to the Mediterranean Sea, and all, all that is there. What a wonderful, wonderful thought in that day. Now let's look at verses 6 through 9. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations and the desire of all nations shall come that's our messiah and i will fill this house with glory saith the lord of hosts the silver is mine and the gold is mine saith the lord of hosts the glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former saith the lord of hosts in this place will i give peace saith the lord of hosts oh do you see what she's saying here that the glory of the future temple is going to be greater than all the glory of the past why because jesus christ himself will sit here, not just the Spirit of Christ, but the Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, who comes with peace. Oh, and it seems, he said, it's just going to be a little while. Uh, can I encourage you? It's been 2,500 years since that's been, say, been said. Now, you and I, we look at that and say, man, God's taken a long time, but one day is with the Lord is a 1,000 years, and a 1,000 years is a day. It's only been two and a half years, and I'm telling you, we are so close. We are near that, uh, that, that creation calendar's day of rest, that 7,000th year, that seventh day. That, and Ezra 3.12 tells us, uh, again, that those that saw the the past uh, of Solomon's temple wept and the young men rejoiced at the glory of the new temple they were building because they never saw the old one but here Jehovah assures them that the future uh, uh, holds a greater glory than either generation has ever looked upon it is the promise of the millennial temple and, and can I just tell you I don't care what you've seen good or bad and how great it is you ain't seen nothing yet the best your life has been the best that you've seen the best that you've seen none it is nothing compared to what God is going to do. And the promise here is twofold. First, Messiah came to the expanded and reconstructed uh, temple of Zerubbabel that they're building now known as Herod's temple. We talked about that. And the desire of all nations came. Jesus came to this temple during the days of his flesh. He expounded the scriptures there and the desire of the world seeking the true Savior, the true Messiah of the world, came 2,000 years. And again he saith, Romans 15, 10 tells us, Rejoice ye Gentiles with his people. And then the second 
second implication, again, is that Jesus will come again and shake all the kingdoms of this world as he takes control of the kingdom temple. He will overthrow all the armies of the Antichrist and all the world governments, and the kingdom temple will be built, and yet it will be defiled by the Antichrist. But Jesus, again, the desire of nations, will cleanse the temple, defiled by the man of sin, the son of man will cleanse the temple. Don't fear the silver and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. That temple never belonged to the Antichrist. It never belonged to the image that was reared there and worshiped. Jesus will cast Satan into the bottomless pit where the beast and the false prophet are for a thousand years as he establishes an earthly kingdom of peace and righteousness. Unrighteousness has reigned long enough. There's been enough war. God will not create new heavens and a new earth until first righteousness has ruled and reigned on this world world of corruption for a thousand years. He came once in grace to be rejected. He will come again in glory to be received. And let all God's people say hallelujah and amen. The old curse will be lifted and we will live once again as God intended in the Garden of Eden. And Jesus is going to return with the armies of heaven and every eye is going to behold him and they will look upon him whom they have pierced and stars will fall from heaven and there's going to be an earthquake such as the world has never seen and earthly kings and kingdoms will fall. There will be a judgment of nations for not all nations desire him. The sheep shall be separated from the goats and as Psalm 917 tells us, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. And the only nations that will remain will be those true who are true sheep that are, willingly, uh, that are willing to hear his voice and follow him. The desire of nations shall come. And we look for that glorious hope, that blessed hope and glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, as Paul said to Titus. Amen. The latter glory refers to the beauty uh, of the millennial temple as described in Ezekiel 40 through 48. Oh, I don't have time for it, but if you went to Ezekiel 40 through 48, and I could tell you that the reason for that earthquake is God is going to geographically redesign the land of Israel. And I mentioned some of that earlier, how the amount of olives will split and there's going to be a river right now. The, the the mountain, all of Jerusalem right now is one square mile, what we consider the old Bible Jerusalem. The temple mount, God is going to make every valley low and every uh, valley high and every mountain brought low. And he is going to make Jerusalem, the temple mount, not Jerusalem. Right now, Jerusalem is one square mile. God is going to make Jerusalem uh, much larger than it is now. And the temple mount itself alone will be one square mile. And I believe that Jerusalem itself, if my memory serves me correct, will be 50 square miles, 50 square miles, 50 times what it is, the Temple Mount, just one place for one building will become one square mile itself. And it's going to be like it's never been before. If you read Ezekiel 40 through 48, you're going to find an, a description uh, of the temple uh, like you've and the glory of the millennial temple and thank the Lord for what God's going to do. And do not, don't drudge through Haggai and Ezekiel as a, as a commitment to read your Bible through in a year. Read them with knowledge and behold in your mind's eye the temple that you and I will go to once a year, every year for a thousand years. I tell people I've had the privilege to, to get to go to Israel to visit some of our missionaries several years ago. And I came home and I told our people, don't worry. If you don't get to make it to Israel in your life, you don't have to go to Israel to go to heaven. Now, I'm glad we went there and it changed my life, but every place I've been in the mission field has changed my life. Every place has. And the place I serve now has changed my life. But I tell people there's something special about Israel and Jerusalem. It's the seat of God's throne. It's the capital of the world. But if you don't get there in this life, don't worry. You'll go 1,000 times minimum 
for a thousand years. And I'm thankful for that. We'll come to worship our Savior, our Lord and King. Ten men will take hold of the skirt of one Jew and say, as Zechariah tells us, as we'll see soon, that thus saith the Lord of hosts in those days it shall come to pass that ten men shall take hold out of all languages of the nations, even shall take hold of the skirt of, the, uh, of him that is a Jew, saying, we will go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Oh, what days to look forward to. As you forget the past, reach forth unto those, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Work the works of him that sent you for the night cometh that no man can work. Work today, but as you lurk, work in the present, look forward to the promises to come for you and I in the future. God bless you until our time tomorrow. No longer a pauper. You've been enjoying the program from the poorhouse to the palace. Find Pastor Castle's Bible commentaries and other resources when you visit the website bbclinton.com. Archive broadcasts of this radio program are available at wytjradio.com. Listen to the latest broadcast wherever you are or catch up on what you missed whenever you want by subscribing to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Just search From the Poor House to the Palace. From the poor